Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Alright, alright, well today we're going to talk a little bit about the Bible. That's right, the Bible. This is a... A Christian network, the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. Actually, before we get into the Bible, I know some of you guys might not care about this. That's okay. I'm fine with you not caring. In fact, I don't really care about this stuff that much any, uh, anymore, though at least the way I used to. One of the things I've noticed, and this is not intentional, um, one of the things I've noticed since I've become a Christian is that some of the things that I used to get really worked up about, like really into just spending all my energy and all my time thinking about it, I really don't anymore. And, and I'm not to say that these things are bad. Like like what I'm talking about is football, NFL football. I used to look at all the trades and, 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 and get all the rumors. And I used to monitor uh, different rumor websites and stuff like that. I mean, I spent a lot of time on this stuff. I mean, I, I cared so much. And if, if my team lost, my day was ruined the next day. If my team won, my day was great the next day. And all of that. It's pretty weird, pretty embarrassing when you think about it. Anyway, this is just a funny thing that I, now I find a lot of the, the things that happen to my teams comical, like the, the Jets, uh, <laughs> the Jets, I'm a Jets fan. Oh man, I'm a Jets fan. It's uh, it's a fun experience being a Jets fan. So the Jets had a horrible season last season, and so they fired their head coach. And so if you don't know this, there's a there's a position called the general manager, and he kind of makes the personnel decisions for like head coach and things like that, and you know operations of the football team, you know. And so anyway, so this GM he did a head coach search. He found somebody. A lot of people question the decision, you know, which it's typical. Everyone questions every decision that's made. Um, and so then they, you know, they went through a free agency period, spent millions of dollars in, on, on free agents. And, and again, this general manager was involved in all of that. And then he also did the draft. You've heard of the NFL draft where you draft uh, players from college onto your team. And the general manager is, is key on that as well. He's the decision maker on that stuff as well. And so they did all of that offseason stuff. And then yesterday they fired their GM. <laughs> The stupidest timing to firing a GM ever. He does everything that a GM's supposed to do in the offseason. He's he does it all. He spearheads everything. And then and then you fire him. <laughs> classic. Absolute classic. Oh, the Jets are a circus. But it's a fun circus. You know, sometimes I think it must it must be hard being on a, a fan of a team that always wins because it's just kind of boring. You know, there's really no, there's no where's the excitement in that? <laughs> All right, but let's get to let's get down to some serious business. I'm going to read to you from Exodus chapter 23. We're going to be talking about the law of God, one of my favorite favorite topics. And this is a, a passage uh, that is very central to the social justice conversation. You'll see why in a minute. Uh, you'll 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 hear it. But I'm just going to read probably the first nine verses of Exodus chapter 23, verses one through nine. These are the words of God. You shall not spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. You shall not fall in in with the many to do evil, nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit siding with the many so as to pervert justice, nor shall you be partial to a poor man in his lawsuit. If you meet your enemy's ox or his, don- or his donkey going astray, you shall bring it back to him. If you see the donkey of one who hates you lying down under its burden, you shall refrain from leaving him with it, you shall rescue it with him. You shall not pervert the justice due to the poor in his lawsuit. 
Keep far from a false charge and do not kill the innocent and righteous, for I will not acquit the wicked. You shall, you shall take no bribe, for a bribe blinds the clear-sighted and subverts the cause of those who are in the right. You shall not oppress a sojourner. You know the heart of a sojourner, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. That's the word of the Lord. And so you can see, you know, this talks about the sojourner, it talks about the oppressed, it talks about the poor, it talks about all of these things. So this is central in the social justice controversy, no question about it. But actually, I want to talk about a, a, another aspect of this, that that's maybe you kind of just, you've heard it before, and, and you've probably heard it many times, maybe you've thought about it in depth, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to, you know, highlight one aspect of this of this era, section of verses. And if you notice, this is all of, of verses about society. And, and, and let's just be honest, this is, this is justice. This is social justice. That's what's being talked about here. Not the socialism kind, not the, not the critical theory, you know, that kind of stuff. No, not that stuff, but real justice in society. That's what this stuff is talking about here. And so here's what I want to examine. This is verse two. You shall not fall in with the many to do evil. You shall not fall in with the many to do evil. That is a very interesting verse. Now, you, I don't know if you've thought about this very much, but 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 here's the thing. Here's what I want to talk about today. We we've kind of got this idea in our minds that if if we so 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 this is going to be a little bit theoretical here, but 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 just bear with me for a minute. You know, if you ask somebody, you know, hey. Let's say, let's say that, um, let's say that 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 you know you 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 were living in a town and and you had some friends and they were poor. They you know they couldn't afford enough money to eat, um, so they were they were starving. They were at risk, and 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 you knew them. They were friends of yours. And and let's say you had some other friends, right? You had some other friends, and and again, you're close to both of these families, but but one of them's very poor, and the other one's very rich. And in fact, they have plenty. They have. Uh, so much stuff. Um, they they have an abundance, you know. They 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 have a big house and, and multiple cars and things like that. And you're kind of you know you're kind of middle class. You know you you have enough to get by. You don't have a lot of extra, but you have you know enough to survive and your family's thriving. Okay, so you've got three families in this town. Now now would anybody say, look, would it be morally correct for you to go to your your rich friends? without their permission, without their permission, and say, you know what, rich friend, I know I'm not going to ask you, I'm just going to take stuff from you. I'm going to take money from you, or I'm going to take food from you, and I'm going to take, or I'm just going to take stuff and sell it, and then I'm going to give the money to my poor friends, right? Would that be okay for you to do, you know, just a random citizen doing it? Yeah, can, I, can you steal from your rich friends in order to provide for your poor friends who have a need? Okay, I think if you asked most people, and and hopefully all Christians, the answer to that would be no. That's not okay. That's not morally acceptable. You you can't just because somebody has a need doesn't mean it's acceptable to steal, to to fulfill that need. Stealing is wrong. God said you shall not steal, right? And so so I couldn't do that. I couldn't steal because that is unjust, right? But for some reason in our country, there's a, there's a disconnect, and I and I blame public schools for this. <laughs> I blame a lot of things on public schools, but but there's a disconnect because because even though we understand that doing it ourselves would be morally wrong, 
for some reason, we've got millions and millions and millions of people in our country, and many Christians as well, that vote for this exact thing to be done all the time, and not just for, for people that in need. Because here's the thing, like when we vote to raise taxes in order to fund social programs, for example, when we vote to do that, we're not voting to do it with our own money. In other words, what we're doing, what we're saying is if we get enough people to vote for this social program, then we're going to extract money from everybody, not just the people who voted for it. We're going to extract money from people who didn't vote for it also, who didn't want it. And so we're going to take money from them and give it to these poor people. And for some reason, we don't see that as stealing. We don't see that as stealing. And what we're, what we're doing in that moment when we say, okay, we can't do that individually, like I couldn't steal from somebody to give to a poor person. But if I vote for it, then we can do that. That's exactly what the Bible calls falling in with the many to do evil. There is no magic that the government has that gives them the right to steal, that, and you don't have that right. You see what I mean? Like we, God says, you shall not steal. And if we can't steal, then that also means we can't vote for other people to steal because that's this, it breaks the same law. It breaks the same law. You, do you see what I'm saying? So, so there are so many evil ideas that are put forward politically and, and with the government that break this command. You shall not fall in with the many to do evil. You shall not fall in with the many to do evil. And this goes for a lot of different things too. Like the other day, or not the other day, but but a couple years ago, there was a vote in my city and the vote was a public vote to decide whether or not to put in a pool. And the pool that they were going to put in was really close to my house, right? Really close to my house. Now I don't vote. Okay. I, I don't vote. So I didn't vote either way. But if I did vote for this, I would have voted no. Not because I don't want to have a pool next to my house. I did want to have a pool next to my house. You know, that'd be awesome. I've got toddlers. They're going to want to go into this pool. There's going to be some nice kitty areas in this pool as well. It gets hot in the summer, and I don't have a pool. So that'd be nice to have a pool next to my house. But I would have voted no. And the reason I would have voted no is because I don't want to steal from my neighbor in order to do it. Because I know that stealing is wrong, according to Scripture. And yet many people voted yes for this, including many Christians. And so I, I ask you, if, if, if you believe in this kind of stuff, like, you know, voting to, to fund a pool project. By the way, this pool did get funded, and the pool is great. It's fantastic. You know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's nice to have a pool within walking distance of my house. Um, but that pool was funded by stealing. That pool was funded by stealing. So you need to ask yourself, why is it that we don't consider when we vote for the government to do something unjust, why don't we consider that we're breaking this command right here in Exodus 23? You shall not fall in with the many to do evil. The fact that everybody's doing it or the fact that most people voted for it doesn't make, it, doesn't make the evil of it go away. We really need to consider that with our politics because there's a lot of people right now that, that want to get Christians engaged into politics and they're saying all kinds of crazy stuff like, like you need to be truly pro-life. And what they mean by that is you need to pro, you know, promote all of these social programs where we essentially extract money from you by force and from others by force and give it to other people. That's stealing. 
And the Bible says you shall not fall in with the many to do evil. Now, here's the challenge to this, right? Here's the challenge to this. There are some things, this is what someone would say, there are some things that the government can do that you can't do. There are some things that it's just and allowable according to scripture for the government to do that a regular person could not do. And that's actually very true. So for example, God says in the scripture that the government, the civil government, is his avenger, right? God says, and this is this is from Romans chapter 13. Let me let me let me let me read this to you. Actually, let's start in Romans 12, because this actually is important. This is the context of Romans 13. This is a passage that's hotly disputed by many people. But listen to the context here. Listen to the context here. This is Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 17. God says to us, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Listen to this. Ready? This is verse 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals in his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So God is saying to us as individuals, don't don't avenge yourselves because vengeance is mine. Leave it to the wrath of God. You don't avenge yourselves. Vengeance is mine. Leave it to the wrath of God. Now, a few sentences later, listen to this, listen to this. Let every person be subject to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that, have exist, those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment, for rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant. This is talking about the government. He is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. Listen to this. Ready? He is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. So the scripture says to us as individuals, don't avenge yourselves, leave it to the wrath of God. I, vengeance is mine, okay? And then a few sentences later, what does he say about the civil government? The government is God's servant, God's deacon. And it describes the government as an avenger who carries out God's wrath. And so, yes, the government does have some duties that you do not have. We are not to take vengeance. The government is responsible, is a servant of God to take vengeance and, 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 and carry out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Do you, do, you see, do you see the importance of that? So yes, the, there are some things that the government can do, but there's a whole lot of things the government does these days that the government cannot do. So the thing, so here's the, here's the reality. So there is no magic that makes voting for stealing not stealing. There is no magic that makes voting for, for murder not murder. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Like there is no magic that does those things. And so... When we vote as Christians and when we're politically active, we need to ask ourselves, are we falling in line with our vote? Are we falling in line with the many to do evil? Are we voting for social policies that, we, that would be uh, sinful for us to enact ourselves? Are we doing that? That's a question that we all need to consider. 
Are we voting for 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 for, for governors or and, and, and civil governing authorities to do things that if we did them ourselves, it would be sinful to do? Are we falling in line with the many to do evil? And if we are saying the government has the power to do something, do we have actual biblical warrant in order to say that? Because here's the thing. The scripture gives us clear commands on what the government is for. It says right here, he does not, uh, care, he does not bear the sword in vain. He does not bear the sword in vain. He is an avenger that carries out God's wrath. Maybe you've heard, uh, maybe you've heard this, uh, this meme you know, uh, taxes, taxation is theft, right? You've, you've probably heard that before. Taxation is theft. And, and I've used that phrase before as well, but it's not entirely true. I mean, there are some forms of taxes that are okay, biblically speaking. Usually they're very small and they're definitely not property taxes and definitely not uh, payroll taxes and, 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 uh, and income taxes. Those are 100% evil. 100% evil. If you vote for that kind of stuff, then you are falling in line with the many to do evil. The government shouldn't be involved in educating kids. There should be no public schools. They should all be abolished because when you vote for public schools or when you vote for more funding for teachers or when you vote for that kind of stuff or, or the pool, you know, you vote for the community pool to be installed, you are falling in line with the many to do evil. It's, it's not right. You, you, you don't have the right to other people's property. Even if you think that they would really like to have a pool, if they don't want to have a pool, you can't take money from them in order to put the pool in. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? We cannot fall in line with the many to do evil. And so this is important for those of us who live in, 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 in democracies or republics or things like that. When we're voting, we're engaged in politics. You need to really ask yourself, are the policies, are the things that your, your candidate is going for, the reasons you're voting for that candidate, are they breaking this command to not fall in line with the many to do evil? Look, if you want to give your money to the poor, that is a God-honoring thing to do. That is a great thing to do. In fact, you should give money to the poor. God commands it. It pleases him. It's doing God's work. All of that is fantastic. You know what's not doing God's work? Forcing me to give money to the poor. It's not generous to be generous with somebody else's money. It's not charitable to be charitable with somebody else's money. It's not good. It's not God-honoring to vote for social programs that take other people's money and give it to other people. That's falling in line with the many to do evil. And so all of you, you know, newly awakened Christian, you know, political strategists and all this kind of stuff, I just want you to really meditate on Exodus chapter 23, verse 2. Do not fall in line with the many to do evil. And ask yourself the question, when you vote for a policy, does God give the government the authority to do what you're asking it to do? Or is it breaking one of God's Ten Commandments? If it is, then you need to check yourself before you fall in line with the many to do evil. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. 